Welcome to Meant to Be Mama podcast. We are your hosts, Meg and Sarah. Two women with one mission, unpacking the real and raw truths of infertility, pregnancy after loss, motherhood, and everything in between. Thank you for joining us today. We are so glad you're here. Hi, guys. Um, It's Sarah here. I'm doing a solo episode um, for you guys today about postpartum after loss Um, because Meg isn't quite there yet, but um, we might be able to do a second episode about it once she's kind of in the trenches of postpartum um, life because for me, it was definitely – unexpected, um, a lot of the feelings that I had. And even though I feel like I really tried to mentally prepare myself for postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, I just, you just have no idea what to expect, um, until you're in it. And it's such a crazy thing to try to describe, um, that I don't, you know, I don't know if it was a lack of research on my end or resources, or it's just such a crazy, um, experience that we as moms go through, um, that it's just so difficult to put into words, but I am going to try some of the topics I just, I just never heard talked about or discussed. So here I am trying to be, um, as transparent as possible. So I hated being pregnant. (laughs) Um, I was so, so thankful I was pregnant, like so much gratitude. And at the same time, just physically, I did not enjoy it. I do not understand women who say they enjoy being pregnant. Like I wish I was one of you. Um, but I just wasn't, I was just full of anxiety. All I wanted was my baby here, earthside in my arms. Um, and I just, I just couldn't wait to get to that point that, you know, I knew that he was going to be safe because pregnancy after loss, you know, so clearly that there's no guarantee that you're going to get a baby on the other side of it. Um, you know, from experience, you know, that that is not a guarantee. So I just wanted him to be there, um, to be here physically. And I knew about postpartum anxiety. I knew about postpartum depression. I knew that so many women went through it. I didn't quite know like what it meant, um, or how it showed up. And again, I don't know if that was lack of research on my end or resources. Um, probably, probably that was probably on me. I probably didn't do enough research, but for me, when my, my baby boy's name is Knox, um, when Knox showed up earthside, um, I was just so happy. Like for me, it was immediate relief, immediate joy, immediate love, um, tears, just, it was the most incredible moment of my life when he was born he was there and I heard him cry and like they said he was perfect and he was, and it was just incredible. Um, and even the first couple weeks after he was born, um, were incredible too. And I just, I loved not being pregnant. Like almost immediately I was in the hospital still being like, oh my gosh, I'm not pregnant anymore. Um, it was amazing. So I was like riding a high of not being pregnant anymore um, and having my baby boy here, which was something that I had dreamed of for so long um, and like never fully let myself, I don't know if the word is believe 
it would happen because I, I did believe it would happen, but there was always just like a hint of doubt coming from losing our first. Um, so when he was here, I was just so excited. We had him, we brought him home. Um, that was incredible being home from the hospital and the first couple weeks were amazing too. And then I definitely started noticing, well, for me, for me, it really showed up in intrusive thoughts, like postpartum anxiety, I would say. And I would have these like crazy, irrational thoughts of things that I knew weren't weren't going to happen, scenarios that weren't going to happen. And they would just play over and over and over in my head. Um, and I know that this, this happens for so many women postpartum. Um, and this is not just unique to postpartum after loss, but I think it definitely amplified it for me. One of, one of the ones that was like really, really gave me a ton of anxiety was when I would put him down for a nap in his bassinet. I would get really scared that like someone was going to come into my house and take him from the bassinet and leave. And like, I have two German shepherds. We have alarms on all of our doors. Like I was home. No one was coming into my house to take my baby out of the bassinet. Like we have a monitor. They're they're not going to get by the dogs. Like just no way that that was going to happen. And it gave me so much anxiety and I would think it all the time when he would when I would put him down for a nap when I wouldn't have him like napping doing a contact nap on me um and I I really didn't realize about the intrusive thoughts that would come um that was not something that I had ever heard talked about none of my friends like none of my family no one that I know who has had a baby ever talked about having these like just these fears that like definitely weren't going to happen. Another one for me was like tripping, which that one, you know, that one can happen. But if I would be walking up the stairs, we have a guardrail, you know, all the way up our stairs and I would get scared that I was going to like somehow fall over the guardrail, like while holding him, just kind of crazy. And, and I had these thoughts for a couple weeks, probably probably maybe maybe six weeks or so um, before I reached out to my therapist, um, who I, I had been working with really closely. But when you're in the throes of, you know, newborn life, um, I just couldn't figure, you know, schedules just go out the window and I couldn't figure out time, a weekly time to meet with my therapist. But I ended up reaching out to her and I was like, I think I'm struggling a little bit. Um, and thank God for her because when we finally talked, um, when we finally got a session that I could show up to, um, with the newborn, she, she was like, Sarah, this, this really sounds like it's all related to the loss of your first. Um, and it really hadn't dawned on me that so much of what I was struggling with, um, was still like, fear of losing him, um, even though he was now outside of my body. And I also just didn't realize that I guess when I was pregnant, I just so badly wanted him to be here that I didn't realize that there was going to be fear on the other side. Like, um, you know, that just because they're here doesn't mean that they're necessarily 100% safe all the time. And, and that also is just part of the postpartum anxiety that shows up. Um, and I think for me, it showed up um, pretty strong because of the loss of my first. I also had a really hard time with breastfeeding. Um, I so badly wanted to breastfeed. Um, I did breastfeeding courses while I was pregnant. 
I had lactation consultants lined up to come to my house um, for like the weeks after he was going to be born. I had the lactation consultants in the hospital come see me um, like every couple hours when I was there in the first few days um, after I had him while I was still in the hospital. And I knew that breastfeeding was going to be hard. I feel like all I saw was that breastfeeding was going to be hard. Um, So I was really, really hoping that that would work out for us and it didn't. I um, just didn't end up like producing anything. And I tried all of the things. I was pumping around the clock doing – I mean, I was doing everything um, until one of the lactation consultants finally after – I think after like eight weeks or so, she was like, you know – you gave it a really, really good try. Um, and it's just not working. And we were supplementing with formula from day one, um, because the hospital, when we were in the hospital, we needed to supplement. So my breastfeeding journey went nothing like how I wanted it to go. Um, which is the case for so many women. Um, so if you're listening to this and breastfeeding was a struggle for you, I am right there with you. I, really didn't realize how emotional that would be. While I was pregnant, you know what's funny is that people ask you, people ask you if you're going to breastfeed while you're pregnant. And then it's like all people can ask you about after the baby comes is like how you're feeding your baby. Are you breastfeeding? Are you breastfeeding? Are you breastfeeding? How's breastfeeding going? Are you breastfeeding? And that ended up being really difficult for me. And while I was pregnant, I would I would say, I'm going to try to breastfeed. I'm going to try my best. I will try my damnedest to breastfeed this baby. Um, And I would say to myself, and if it doesn't work, I'm not going to put insane pressure on myself to do so. And then when it happened, I put insane pressure on myself um, to be able to breastfeed him. And it was a nightmare. Um, And my mental health definitely tanked because of it. Um, I felt like a failure. I felt like a bad mom. I felt like I wasn't doing the best for this perfect little angel that was given to me. And that was really, really, really hard for me. And that was also one of the things that I spoke about with my therapist. And and that was one of the things that it was probably a little bit extra hard because of the loss that we went through with our first, with Winter because I was just trying so hard to be perfect. You know, I don't know if that's, I'm, I'm sure that that is something that all moms struggle with. And I never got to be a mom before losing a baby. So I don't know if it would have been any easier if I hadn't lost her first. But I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself to be a perfect mom and be able to do everything for him. And the breastfeeding, what I was feeding him, um, played a huge part in that. Um, And the fact that I couldn't breastfeed him, my body couldn't do it. My body didn't produce um, the milk for him. Just made me so angry at my body again. um, I was so angry at my body when we lost winter. And and then that really showed up again. And it was a similar kind of – it was a similar kind of mindset that I fell into. Like, my body isn't worthy of this. My body can't do it. Um like this perfect angel baby was given to me and I can't sustain life like I'm supposed to. And those thoughts um, got really, really, really loud. And thank God again for my therapist because she was like, listen, if a lactation consultant has told you like you gave it a good college try and, you know, your mental health is tanking, then just be done with it. And 
I think I mentioned in, um, in my story episode that I had been, um, seeing this therapist for about three years. So I really, really trusted her. She really knows me really well, um, knows kind of my baseline anxiety and when it gets higher. Um, and just hearing from her, like, it's okay. You can stop. It's going to make you a better mom. Like your mental health has to be good so that his can be good. That was huge for me. So for me, therapy has been so, so, so important in postpartum life. And I, I truly like don't know how I would have gotten through those first couple months without that because it is such a crazy whirlwind of joy and gratitude and love, like just insane amounts of love and and also insane amounts of worry and fear and all of the anxiety from pregnancy comes right along with postpartum, which I just so wasn't expecting. Um, and mamas who, you know, if you're in the throes of loss right now, um, or you're trying to conceive or you're pregnant, um, this isn't meant to scare you, but I do wish that I had been a little bit prepared you know, and then as I say that out of my mouth, I'm like, how could I have even been prepared? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I wish I had been able to cut myself a little bit of slack. Um, and I feel like if you're in postpartum life or if you're pregnant, um, or if you're trying to conceive and, and this is scaring you, I hope it's not. Um, but it does get better. Um, and, it's kind of, it's a trial by fire. It's, you know, it's a learn as you go kind of job. Um, and it gets easier and you get better at it and you do end up giving yourself a break, um, at some point, hopefully. Um, it took me a couple months, but I definitely now seven months postpartum, I feel so much better. Um, so much happier. He is the happiest little guy in the world. Um, so that's all, you know, that's all we ever want as moms. So that part is great. And it, do, it does get better. If you're in postpartum right now and you're, you know, feeling all of the anxiety or having all of the intrusive thoughts, um, you know, keep reminding yourself that, that it is anxiety, that it is normal, that just because people don't talk about it, um, doesn't mean it doesn't happen to so, so, so many women. Um, and it's going to get better. Um, if you can seek out therapy, that's one thing that really, really helped me. It is a little bit wild that we're just thrown into the most important job that you could have um, with zero experience. And for me, I, you know, I was the first, my, I have a younger sister. Um, she doesn't have children not a ton of my close friends have children. Um, so I was kind of one of the first to go through it. So I just, I did not know what to expect. Um, and I would often say to myself, um, as a spin instructor for my full-time job, I would say, you know, I love my job because the worst thing that's going to happen is you don't get a spin class today. You know, the worst thing that's going to happen in my job is, people might be disappointed because they don't get to ride a stationary bike that day. That's the worst thing that's going to happen in my job. And I was always really, really thankful for that. I don't think I'm someone who could be cut out to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, a job where it's very high stakes. Um, my job is 
uh, is very low stakes. And being a mom is a, a high stake job, high pressure job, and you have no experience and you can't prepare for it, which is so crazy. But it has been the greatest thing in the whole world. Um, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. And I think that that, you know, that gratitude is so present and is so in the forefront of my mind so often um, because of the loss too. So I guess, you know, that is a little bit of a silver lining is that I am so grateful for him every single day. Um, I don't know, you know, I know that I would be grateful for him um, if I hadn't lost my first, but I do, I think it's amplified because of that. I just, I really, really truly know how lucky I am um, and how special he is. I think the last piece I want to talk about before my little solo episode ends is the relationship with your partner while going through postpartum is so difficult, is so difficult. And my fiance is just the greatest human in the whole world. Um, he is so helpful. He does everything around our house. He does the dishes. He does the cooking. He takes out the trash. He walks our dogs. Um, like I don't lift a finger <laughs> compared to what he does around here. And like that has been our whole relationship. And I am so, so lucky. Um, and he so did not understand postpartum. And it's very, very difficult to try to explain um, that with your partner, um, which was also something I wasn't super expecting. Um, thankfully my therapist also does sessions with both of us. Um, and she checks in with him sometimes too. And it's, it was nice to have kind of like a third party to like explain where I was coming from because sometimes things really got lost in translation. Um, and I think that that's definitely normal also, but Again, another thing that I did not hear talked about very often. If you can hear a baby crying in the background, it's because my baby is with my fiance trying to go to bed and that is real life um, for us over here. Seven months postpartum um, and I feel so much better. It's definitely difficult at first, um, but the difficult parts for me at least were so outweighed by the joy and the happiness that came along with um, him being earthside. Um, and yeah, I think that that's, you know, that's my attempt at explaining, um, postpartum, postpartum after loss, postpartum anxiety, um, how it showed up for me, um, and how I kind of have worked really hard to move past it. The intrusive thoughts like still definitely show up at a certain point. They moved from kind of being about him to being about me. Um, I also didn't realize that that was going to happen, that, you know, my life like became so much more important, um, that I have to be here for him. He needs his mom. So yeah, I definitely knew I was going to be, I, I had some, um, awareness that I was going to be worried about him, but I wasn't super aware that I was going to like start worrying about me. And that kind of shows up, you know, when I'm driving, I'm extra cautious. If even if he's not in the car, the intrusive thoughts have kind of come back a little bit um, recently, but kind of more about myself, which is also something I never heard talked about. Um, I hope that people listening can relate to that because um, I wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah, that was definitely that was definitely unexpected for me. So I hope that I am not the only one. 
Um, you know, I hope that I'm not alone in that. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope that wasn't too painful hearing me, you know, go on and on and on about postpartum, but that, you know, that's my best attempt at explaining the crazy whirlwind that having a newborn baby and, um, and postpartum life is. And I thank you guys for listening as always. Um, and we will chat soon. Thanks for listening. It would mean everything to us if you'd rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us, your hosts, on Instagram at Meg Och, M-E-G-O-C-C-H, and at S-J-Silk, S-J-S-I-L-K, and follow at Meant to Be Mama underscore podcast for all podcast-related updates. Our biggest goal is to create community in this space. So feel free to DM us, introduce yourself, and share your stories if you're open to it. You can also find our private Meant to be Mama community by requesting us on Facebook and searching Meant to be Mama podcast community. You can find all of these links in the show notes. See you next episode.